0: Nova Zambia Gadito, Chenado
1: Vadas, Chenanti <laughs> Vishayaka,
0: Chenanti यस्तु Chenanti Vishayaka, Chenanti
1: Vishayaka,
0: Chenati Vishayaka, Chenati Vishayaka,
1: Chenati
0: Tams tams shivanti sharani anyone else? My Mat- my Yeah. Word for word. Yeah. yeah. Vaikunta. Vaikunta. Na, nah. Never. Never. Rajanti. Rajanti. Approach. Approach. Agabidaha, Aga-bidaha the, vanquisher the vanquisher of all kinds of sins. sins. Rachanaha, of, of the creation. Anuvada, Anuvada. van narrations. Srinvanti, here. Yea, those who. Anya, anya other. Vishayaha. vishayaha, subject matter, subject matter. Kukata. kukata, bad words, bad words. Matigni, Matigni. Killing, killing, intelligence. killing intelligence,
1: ya,
0: ya. Which. which two, two. but, but. but. Shutaha. shutaha are heard, heard. hatabhagai, unfortunate, unfortunate. Nribihi. nribihi, by men, by men. ata, Taken away. taken away. Shara. Sada, values of life. Tan-tan. Such persons. Such person. Kshipanti, Kshipanti. Our throne. Our throne. Arsharaneshu, Arsharaneshu, Arsharaneshu. Devoid of all shelter. Of all shelter. Tamashu, Tamashu. Tamashu. In the darkest part of material existence. Part of material existence. Hanta. Tantana. Alas. Alas. <coughs> Translation. It is very much regrettable <clears throat> that unfortunate people do not discuss the description of the Vaikuntha planets, but engage in topics which are unworthy to hear and which bewilder one's intelligence. Those who give up the topics of Vaikuntha and take to talk of the material world are thrown into the darkest region of ignorance. <clears throat> Please repeat. It is very much regrettable that unfortunate people do not discuss the descriptions of the Vaikuntha planets, but engage in topics which are unworthy to hear, and bewilder one's intelligence. Those who give up the topics of Vaikuntha and take, talk of the world, and take to talk of the material world are thrown into the darkest region of ignorance. Performed by the Divine Grace. The most unfortunate persons are the impersonalists. Who cannot understand the transcendental variegatedness of the spiritual world? They are afraid to talk about the beauty of the Vaikanta planets because they think that variegatedness must be material. Such impersonalists think that the spiritual world is completely void, or in other words, that there is no variegatedness. This mentality is described here as Kukata Matigni intelligence bewildered by unworthy words. The philosophies of voidness and of the impersonal situation of the spiritual world are condemned here because they bewilder one's intelligence. How can the impersonalist and the void philosopher think of this material world, which is full of variegatedness, and then say that there is no variegatedness in the spiritual world? It is said that this material world is the perverted reflection of the spiritual world. So unless there is variegatedness in the spiritual world, how can there be temporary variegatedness in the material world? That one can transcend this material world does not imply that there is no transcendental variegatedness. Here in the Bhagavatam, in this verse particularly, It is stressed that people who try to discuss and understand the real spiritual nature of the spiritual sky and the Vaikuntas are fortunate. The variegatedness of the Vaikunta planets is described in relation to the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. But instead of trying to understand the spiritual abode and the spiritual activities of the Lord, people are more interested in understanding politics, and economic developments. They hold many conventions, meetings, and discussions to solve the problems of this worldly situation, where they can remain for only a few years. But they are not interested in understanding the spiritual situation of the Vaikuntha world. If they are all fortunate, they become interested in going back home, back to Godhead. But unless they understand the spiritual world, they rot in this material darkness, continuously. It is very much regrettable that unfortunate people do not discuss the description of the Vaikuntha planets, but engage in topics which are unworthy to hear and which bewilder one's intelligence. Those who give up the topics of Vaikuntha And take to talk of the material world are thrown into the darkest region of ignorance. Magyan Tamananda Sia Gnanjana Salakana Chakshurum litamjena Tazmai Shiva Shi Chaitan Manovisham Stavitam Yinabutale Shvayam Rupagadamayam Dirati Shvapanantika Andayam Shuguru Shiva Parakaman Shiva Vaishnavanscha Chirupam saga sahagana, raganu tangi tang tang sajiva. Sadvai padishina, sai Krishna jay Deva devam. Krishna padam, sahagana lavita shivisha kandi He Hey Krishna kuruna sindhu, dinabandu jigapate, gope shagubi kal kantara tanga moshuti. Taptikancheno go rangi rad he, devi. Pramani Hari प्रिये created. One cha, Maha. Jai Krishna कृष्णा कृष्णा हरे Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, So welcome everyone to Shinai Bhagavatam class. Is it on the internet also? Mm -hmm. So welcome those out there who are also (coughs) listening but are not here personally. And thank you very much for maintaining this wonderful temple of Shilaprava. That uh, (coughs) it just feels so enlightening to be here. And we, I feel so fortunate to be here with the Festival of India and with all the wonderful devotees uh, in, uh, in Tucson here. It's really wonderful atmosphere here um, with, of course, you have so much preaching going on right here with the restaurant, with the full um, parking lot um, and all the uh, different buildings and the colorful birds Um, It's very, very wonderful to be here. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. So the previous verses here, uh, we're speaking about the uh, Vikunda planets, And uh, I'm not sure exactly. Put that up to this, but um, in any case, the exalted position of the like of the planets have been described in previous verses. I was—I thought it was a previous verse I was going to class on, and you got to forgive me because I, I really didn't have uh, any time to prepare. But I recall in the previous verse it was saying that the residents of Vaikuntha, uh, sometimes they sweep their palaces, which are made of lapis lazuli and all kind of precious gems. And in the Purport province, says Provinces, they don't need to sweep it. there's really no dust that's accumulating on the precious stones in Vaikuntha. But out of a service attitude, they're all avoiding <coughs> eagerly engaging uh, in service. Um, So then, it's immediately, uh, the topic is switched and talks about how unfortunate those are who aren't able to uh, hear about the Vaikuntha planets And he begins his purport saying that the most unfortunate people are the impersonalists because they think there's no variegatedness in the spiritual world. And <clears throat> as Prabhupada goes on to explain there, it's really not logical at all. In the very first verse of Shrimad Bhagavatam, <laughs> it says that <clears throat> that the absolute truth is that from which everything is emanating. Therefore, we can understand that this material world, everything in this material world, it's here. And it may not be the ultimate uh, absolute truth. But we can get an indication that the source of this must exist somewhere. Otherwise, how it could be here. And so, uh, it's explained that this world is situated as kind of a reflection of the spiritual world. Srila Prabhupada, as Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter, mm-hmm. that uh, this material world is situated like a tree, but an inverted tree with the roots upward and it branches down. And it's explained that one doesn't have experience of a tree like this unless one passes close to a body of water and sees the reflection of a tree in the water. And then you can get an idea that uh, the uh, inverted uh, nature. So this whole material world is situated as a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. And it says that it's this material creation starts <clears throat> from Brahma Loka, where the creation begins, and then spreads throughout the material world, and all the different twigs and branches and leaves of the tree are different aspects of this material world. <clears throat> and it's a very apt description, because this material world is, with all its var- variegatedness, is indeed very bewildering and since we've actually come here to try to enjoy it as uh, the supreme lord we are more and more um, bewildered the more we get into uh, dealing with life's uh, complexities Uh, Prahlad Maharaj uh, explains this in the seventh canto He explains how, uh, and Prabhupada goes on to explain it in in the purport also How, you know, in the material world, um, we have this concept that things are very easy And you can see it especially when, you know, a young boy and girl get together and there's you know exchange of of uh, lusty feelings, and then eventually they get married, and they have this idea in their mind of what the future is going to be like, and we can see that this mental protect projection isn't exactly what people think when they get in a relationship, and uh, many times, in fact, um, you know, marriages end. In divorce, because people, of course, had very different uh, ideas and uh, didn't think that, you know, thought that, you know, the other person had a very similar idea that, that they did, but uh, found out that ultimately uh, things were much different. And uh, <clears throat> then as one goes on in uh, the material world, the life becomes more and more and more complex. And so this is just the nature of the material world. A Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita Mulushanam Sahasri Shu Kasty Dya Titi Sri Yatatama Dip Sidam Kasty Mam Viti Vata. That's one verse. Uh, another verse he says that Daivi Shagurmay Mamamaya Daraya Mamavi Prabadiante Mayam Itam Tarandite that this material world is direct. it's very difficult. It's like one of those Chinese puzzles, those finger puzzles where you can put your fingers in very easily, but then you try to pull them out and they won't come out very easily at all. So this material world is situated like that. And so, uh, we understand from Shastra, that uh, <clears throat> that no one can understand the personality of Godhead or the nature of transcendence with our material mind and senses. So <clears throat> this is very important to remember in our progressive development Uh, in Krishna consciousness, because our mind, I mean, I find myself after over 40 years of chanting Hare Krishna and engaging in devotional service, my material mind still thinks it can capture Krishna. It still thinks it can perceive uh, what is inconceivable. And so the process of Krishna consciousness uh, the execution of Krishna consciousness, uh, <clears throat> the, the hope, the, the, uh, that we can keep going on, the ability to keep going on in our Krishna consciousness, is really deba- dependent upon one thing and one thing only, or one thing primarily, and that's in and that means faith. Faith in something completely transcendental to our material mind and senses, and that's why uh, many times we have to go through difficult situations in Krishna consciousness. Um, Even Mother Jasoda, to instruct us, uh, uh, was in a position where, when she was trying to catch Krishna, finally caught Naughty Krishna, and tried to bind him. The rope was just a few inches too short. And then she brought more and more rope, tried to bind him again, and it was still a few inches too short. (laughs) Finally, Krishna appreciated her devotion, and he allowed himself to be bound. So this is our situation in Krishna consciousness, that we have to... uh, It says it... uh, very nicely explains in uh, his instructions in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam how this process of bhakti-yoga is like a process of uh, or is a process of dissolving our, our, our subtle body. So we have two bodies, we have this gross physical body and then we have our subtle body, mind, intelligence and false ego. And <clears throat> that mind, which in which this is the re- re- repository of so many unlimited desires since time immemorial, has bound us so tightly to this material world that it's impossible for us to get out by our own effort. <clears throat> Therefore, This process is not an ascending process, but it's a descending process. And ultimately, we are dependent upon the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the spiritual master. But our qualification, because it's not only that the spiritual master is fide, but to be able to get transcendental knowledge from that spiritual master we also, as disciples, we also must be bona fide. And what is the qualification of the, of the bona fide disciple? Is that he goes on prosecuting the process of Krishna consciousness uh, with great enthusiasm, patience, and firm conviction. And Śrīla Rūpa Goswami says that if one executes this process of bhakti-yoga, with just these three things that uh, one will reap the result just like a pregnant woman reaps a result. When she gets pregnant, she has to wait nine months for the baby. She may be impatient, but it doesn't matter. The baby's not going to be born until it's time to be born. But during the process, there's different, she can feel the baby kicking and uh so in that way know that the baby's there and eventually it's going to be born so similarly this wonderful baby of krishna consciousness is um you know we're in the process of giving birth to this and uh there's growing pains along the way there's tests Along the way, but Krishna never abandons us, spiritual master never abandons us, as long as we keep faithfully uh, executing this process of Krishna consciousness. Uh, In the Srimad Bhagavatam, in Prahlad Maharaj's prayers to Lord Nishnidi, because here in this verse it talks about unfortunate people who do not discuss discuss the description of the Vaikuntha planets and uh, it's interesting we were just reading yesterday uh, Prahlad Maharaj's prayers and he's so incredibly humble and this this pastime is so instructive for us because We were all born in demoniac families. Prahlad Maharaj was like us born in a demoniac family. And, but he became such an exalted devotee of the Lord, all these pastimes, they have a purpose so we can understand help understand what's our what our actual position is in this material world and gain hope by seeing these ex- advance the examples of these uh exalted chariots. so Srila Prabhupada talks about how yes Prahlad Maharaj was uh born as the son of Haranikashipu the greatest demon of all time and although he <coughs> uh, he had demoniac, virtually had demoniac blood flowing through his brains, through his veins, <laughs> through his brain also, through his veins. Uh, <clears throat> somehow or other, he was, his position was so exalted that Lord Machinide appeared personally to protect him. Uh, so, Prahlad Maharaj, when all the different demigods who are all uh, incredibly qualified offered their prayers, they could not appease the Lord and his, uh, and his rage. He was still very angry after killing, Aranyakashipu, killing all the soldiers. The Lord really doesn't like to, and, and, and won't tolerate his devotees. Uh, becoming tortured. So, uh, Lord Brahma said, Prahlad Maharaj, you try to pacify the Lord, we cannot do so. So, Narada Muni continued, O King, although the exalted devotee Prahlad Maharaj was only a little boy, he accepted Lord Brahma's words. He gradually proceeded toward Lord Nasingadeva and fell down to offer his respectful obeisances, with folded hands. By the touch of Lord Nishingadeh's hand on Prahlad Maharaj's head, Prahlad was completely freed of all material contaminations and desires as if he had been thoroughly cleansed. Therefore, he at once became transcendentally situated and all the symptoms of ecstasy became manifest in his body, his heart filled with love, his eyes with tears, and thus he was able to completely capture the Lotus feet, the Lord within the core of his heart. With a fixed mind and complete trance, Prahlad Maharaj began to offer prayers and love to Lord Neshingadev with a faltering voice. Prahlad Maharaj said, I was thinking of these prayers because this verse we just read, it talked about how unfortunate people never discuss like the planets, of course. You know, and, and I myself feel very unqualified to even, you know, offer prayers or discuss such pastimes as all of us, uh, you know, often do. So this is um, very, uh, gives us faith hearing these words of Prahlad Maharaj. Maharaj said, how is it possible for me, who have been born in a family of asuras, to offer suitable prayers to satisfy the Supreme Personality of God?" Even until now, all the demigods, headed by Lord Brahma and all the saintly persons, could not satisfy the Lord by streams of excellent words. Although such persons are very qualified, being in the mode of goodness, then what is to be said of me? I am not at all qualified." (laughs) Prabhada Maharaj continued, "...one may possess wealth, an aristocratic family, beauty, austerity, education, sensory expertise, luster, influence, physical strength, diligence, intelligence, and mystic yogic power. But I think that even by all these qualifications, one cannot satisfy the supreme personality of God. However, one can satisfy the Lord simply by devotional service. Gajendra did this, and thus the Lord was satisfied with him. If a Brahmin has all the 12 brahminical qualifications, as stated in the books but is not a devotee of the Lord and is averse to the lotus feet of the Lord. He is certainly lower than a dog eater, but who, who has dedicated everything, mind, words, activities, wealth, and life, to the Supreme Lord. Such a devotee is better than such a Brahman because he can purify his whole family, whereas a so-called Brahman in a position of false prestige cannot even purify himself. And then Prahlad Maharaj says that although, therefore, although I was born in a demoniac family, I may without a doubt offer prayers to the Lord with full endeavor, as far as my intelligence allows. Anyone who has been forced by ignorance to enter the material world may be purified in material life if he offers prayers to the Lord and hears the Lord's So every day we are becoming more and more qualified. In fact, it says that uh, the situation in Kali Yuga is so auspicious that demigods are literally standing in line to take birth in Kali Yuga in this Krishna consciousness movement. The demigods in the higher planets where where the opulence is, is you know, practically, you know, I mean, there's no comparison between the enjoyment there and the enjoyment in this material world. Yet they're standing in line to take birth in this movement because the process is incredibly easy, or I should say simple, right? In satyuga, 100,000 years. It took them 100,000 years to perfect the process. And they had to undergo, well, you know, this Ashtanga yoga system, so strict for so long. Kali Yuga, the person who lives the longest, is like 100 years. Who even lives 100 years these days? I, my mother lived till 99. But uh, we are so fortunate that within this short, Lifespan, we have the opportunity to become purified and go back home, back to God. Krishna says that whatever one is thinking of at the point of death, he said that state he will return, he will attain in his next life. And I read that verse, and most of the time when I read it, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> What's going to happen to me? Where am I going? (laughs) But the Lord actually says that if one doesn't remember him at the point of life, at the point of death, he will remember the sacrifices which we've made for him. And he will personally come and take us back to Godhead. So, this faith, development of faith, is the most important thing in Krishna consciousness. And Rupa Goswami explains that it's a whole process. Although, sadhusanga, uh, bhajana kriya, um, <clears throat> they're, they're um, anarta nivriti, and gradually we get to the point um, of, of uh, love of God, of bhava. Um, Sometimes it feels to me that I will never leave this point of anarta-nivriti, that being free from previous sinful reactions. Um, but as my good friend, Vajshasip, Prabhu, says that we have to just keep on keeping on. And as Lord Brahma says, that those persons who execute their duties in Krishna consciousness and go on humbly accepting the suffering that they have to go through. That such persons will automatically, it becomes, actually the Kingdom of God becomes their rightful claim. So uh, these are a few um, things which uh, my feeble mind was able to remember. I think we'll end class here. If anyone have any comments, questions, realizations they'd like to share, yes, boo. I just kind of got in
1: my mind speaking about the Indigo standing in line to take birth. To, they're standing there, one says, the other one, are you just alive to take birth and just come? And the other one says, uh, yes, yes, you can stand right here. Where are you coming from? I'm coming from the Nanda Kanaka gardens where there are beautiful women. And where are you coming from? Oh, I'm coming from the, the mountain of gold where there's giant mangoes that burst forth into rivers of the juice. And, so what do you want to do in this kind? I want to play Verdunca. And uh, a holy name. What about you? I said, Yeah, I I want to be a Kirtan leader and maybe play the harmonium and go to all the Kirtan mailists. We know Sadhu Sangha and the ones in Russia and the ones in India. And they said, Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. I can't wait. Oh, it's your turn. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice meditation. Yes, ma'am.
1: Have you ever, do you know anything about uh, this um, saint from Spain, I think, Saint John of the Cross, who wrote this um,
0: Dark Night of the Soul? I don't. I'm just lately. trying to. I'm just seeing about this
1: Shri Prabhupada's purport saying that the most unfortunate night a few persons person. Is. I guess lately I've been watching the the news, some um, NPR and whatnot, seeing how the politicians are all, you know, they're so absorbed in these arguments that they have and the whole world is watching the, the, the elections are coming in a couple of years and the candidates are forming, all this materials, it seems like they are the most important because they are, they're completely absorbed in all this material arguments and problems and what they're going to do the impersonals. It seems like at least they figured out that you know I want to be aloof from the material world. I don't know what to do. You know they haven't you know got this joyful connection with God yet, and I think that's what Saint John of the Cross was was talking about the dark night of the soul where you're kind of in between. So That's maybe that's uh, why the true prophets is the most important. Stuck
0: in kind of the no man's land or something. I just wondered. Yeah, I mean, that impersonalist philosophy is so all pervasive. I mean, pervasive. I mean, I thought when I was growing up in Krishna consciousness, I thought that that probably just talking about some other people like (laughs) impersonalists. And then I realized, oh my God, like my heart is filled with, you know, impersonalism. And you know so many heavy is that are keeping me back, you know, from Krishna. And uh, actually, it was uh, Sridhar Swami, our Iskan Sridhar Swami, was talking about that. We have no idea how powerful this mayavad uh, philosophy and this, this impersonal void is. And <clears throat> you know, behind everything, behind every creation in this material world. There's, you know, understanding, or misunderstanding, as the case may be, that has created it. So we can look, and, and that's why, you know, modern civilization is really, really contaminating. Because, you know, the way things are set up in such a way, with, with God taken out of the equation of, of politics, of economics, of the environment, that um, ultimately it's, it's, you know, impersonalism, you know, that people can very easily say because there's no God and there's ultimately variety is, is an illusion. Then, you know, we can, you know, become false gods ourselves and, and you know, enjoy unlimitedly. And once one becomes attached to sense gratification, on that level, uh, it becomes very difficult to come back. And also, that's why it says that one enters the deepest, uh, darkest region of God's creation, because then when one, uh, by one's influence, he also uh, forces others to, uh, you know, to reach that level of, of, of suffering.
1: Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to say thank you for the next class, um, especially spur of the moment. Um, I wasn't, I didn't know who was bringing and so there was no advance warning for you for who's uh, to speak. So uh, thank you for jumping in. We just wanted to get your, you know, your association um, you know, along with your friendships today, so. Yeah. Uh, and I want to mention today is a conversation. It's also fasting. Half the day for tomorrow. Um, now we're going to have all the prashadam out there. Um, there's no judgment. If the devotees facilitate your preaching, then you can take prashadam. There's also some carry-out containers to take it with you because we're not set up to come at noon because the restaurant's open and there's no one to clean up, etc. So you can take now and pack, or you could just pack, or you can take and not pack. As you wish. Uh, lunch for Shahn is at 2 o'clock. The devotees take at 2 o'clock. From um, the restaurant, it's not all a panache, but there's three,
0: two or three or um, four items so, so. Any clarification about that? And thank you, Raji. And I just want to reiterate, because you weren't here when I first came in, but uh, I want to say how fortunate. Uh, I feel, and I think, that, you know, I speak for all the festival devotees too, to be able to take part in this wonderful atmosphere of Tucson Temple. There, especially you know, as the older devotees grew up in Krishna consciousness, and the temples are spread all all over and filled with devotees, and it's so inspiring to see a temple here where you know programs going on, wonderful devotees here. And of course you have you know amazing facility here with the restaurant and with the, the uh you know all the different you know facilities here that Krishna is giving us So, um, thank you very much for maintaining Prabhupada's temple so nice. Anything else anyone has? Yeah. Yeah. All right.